Roku continues to stand as an anomaly in the streaming business. It continues to compete against the giants of tech, including Apple, Google, and Amazon, and does so successfully. And now it's got a number of new products for anyone looking to up their cord cutting game. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to break down all the news is our TV expert, David Katzmeyer. Welcome, David. Good to be back, Roger. How are you doing? Doing well. So Roku had a lot of news to share today. Can you quickly run through the quick announcements? We'll, we'll go through all of them in detail, but just to give us a quick bullet point, like what did they announce? So they announced a new remote control, 30 bucks. Uh, that's available today. Works with any Roku TV or streaming device, any recent one. They announced a new $40 streaming device uh, that's coming out mid-May-ish. Uh, you know, again, 4K HDR takes on a lot of those competitors you mentioned earlier. There's a new soundbar. They have audio equipment too. Um, this is a revamped soundbar with virtual surround, improved remote, 180 bucks. And then for free, for everybody with a Roku, uh, they're rolling out a new software update starting today. So yeah, long list. Yeah, so we'll we'll take them one at a time. Let's, let's start with the remote control. Maybe because I'm being a little selfish because I've got a couple of Roku systems in the house already. Talk about this, this upgraded remote and why I would want to upgrade from the stock remote that they give you. So yeah, the first thing we, we've been recommending people uh, to upgrade their Roku remotes for years. It's just super easy. The remote, the third party remotes, not the third party, but the optional remotes that Roku sells for their own devices generally have a lot better capabilities. So I don't know what you have, but a lot of the Roku TVs have just an IR remote that doesn't have voice, doesn't have a headphone jack. Um, the headphone jack is super cool. I use it all the time. Um, me and my wife, she'll plug into her headphones at night and watch TV and not disturb anybody. It mutes the sound on your television or whatever. Works really, really well. And of course, it's totally wireless because it plugs in to the remote control, you can use whatever headphones you want. Super cool feature. Um, there's also a, a voice command built into these remotes where you can just you know talk into the remote and search for stuff. You can even execute commands like fast forward, turn off the TV, that kind of stuff. So that's been available for a while. And you know, for a lot of people, it's worth the small price of admission, 20, 30 bucks, depending on the remote. Absolutely. That the ability to plug in your own headphones and watch in silence, or at least not to bother everyone else, that is clutch for me. I've got I happen to have a remote. The, the stock one I bought did have a headphone jack. I love that thing. I can't recommend it enough for folks, especially folks who live in a crowded household. Uh, and the, the big thing here is it's was well, rechargeable. Are there any other kind of big features that uh, folks might not get with some of the with the other stock remotes. So yeah, we'll start with the rechargeability. This is the first time Roku has ever you know sold a remote that doesn't use replaceable you know AA batteries. And in my experience, especially when you're using that headphone jack feature, or your for example your Wi-Fi is a crowded network, uh, those remotes can just chew through batteries. Um, you know, I actually use rechargeable AA and loops in mine. You know, which is a nice rechargeable battery. I have keep a couple in the bedside table, for example, just because it's always running out of batteries. So yeah, Roger, I can't wait to try the new rechargeable one. You know, again, Roku says it'll last for up to two months. It said the same thing about its other batteries, though. Or sorry, its other remotes, though. So, you know, again, I think with heavier usage, you're going to see a lot less time than that. But just to be able to plug it in to a USB uh, connection. One downside, though, it uses micro USB. Remember that? It's the little trapezoidal guy that often gets broken. My kid's Kindle 
couples use it, for example, you know, and I've already snapped a couple tips there. That's the charging device that you use. It doesn't use USB-C, unfortunately. So, you know, you got to make sure to have one of those cables hanging around, but, you know, no big deal for a lot of people. Uh, another new feature found on the new remote is a near field mic. So that voice control, you don't have to press a button anymore. You can actually set it up to just say, hey, Roku, the remote can be on a coffee table or across the room and you can get your voice uh, you know, uh, commands executed that way. One of the coolest things you can do is say, hey, Roku, find my remote. And the remote, no matter where it is, if it picks up your voice, it'll start beeping. And you know, again, the lost remote finder is one of those cool things that Roku's had on these clickers that is super convenient. Uh, of course, you can turn off that uh, always on listening mic if you want. There's a physical switch on the side. That is amazing because uh, I'm always losing my remote. So let's switch gears to the Roku Express 4K Plus. What what exactly is new about this box or streaming dongle? So yeah, it is a tiny little box, Roger. It's different from their sticks, which plug into the back of the TV, kind of hide away. Uh, it's similar to the existing super cheap $30 Roku Express, which is a little miniature box. I actually saw a piece of tape. You can stick it up under your television, a little bit less elegant than a streaming stick, but... It's $10 cheaper, has all the capabilities uh, of our favorite streaming device for the money is the Roku Streaming Stick Plus. So again, for another $10 less, you can get 4K HDR, you can get a voice remote, not quite as capable as the one we were just talking about, but still really good voice remote. And you know, it's just that much cheaper than Amazon, Google, and the rest of its competitors, which are charging $50 for their uh, 4K HDR streamers. Right. And then there's a sound bar, right? Yeah, it's similar to their current soundbar. There's actually two Roku soundbars. We actually like the cheaper one, the $130 one, better. They revamped the more expensive one to add a, a voice remote and also virtual surround. So we're going to see how that sounds. But you know, the the, the idea there is it integrates a full-fledged 4K HDR Roku streamer into a soundbar. So if you want to just upgrade both your audio and your streaming at the same time on your TV, it's a one-stop shop. Nice. And how much is that one? So that new, it's calling the Roku Stream Bar Pro. The new one is $180. Uh, the existing one is $130, a little bit smaller. And again, we generally feel like the 131 is a better value, but we'll, we'll test the big one too, and, and it'll probably sound a little bit better at least. Got it. And then lastly, there is a new operating system update that's free for Roku users. What, what exactly does that entail? So Roku's been rolling out uh, OS updates for a while now, every, you know, Seems like every six months, there's a new feature that they're adding. The bigger one here is it trickles down the Apple AirPlay support. So if you have an iPhone, uh, iPad, Apple device that you want to you know, mirror the screen or put your photos up on the TV, it trickles that down to cheaper Roku devices. So previously, you could only AirPlay to 4K, Roku TVs, Roku streamers. Now you can do that with cheap HD uh, resolution TVs and streamers as well. So something as cheap as that $30 Roku Express or you know one of those $100 Black Friday TVs uh, works fine with AirPlay with this new update. Couple really cool convenience features too. They have uh, uh, the ability to dictate uh, email addresses into your sign-in when you're signing onto apps. So you don't have to use that you know cumbersome on-screen keyboard, something Apple TV has had for years that I love. Um, and there is also a new Wi-Fi detection feature where if it detects that your Wi-Fi network's, you know, slow, buffering, stuttering, it'll, you know, automatically pop up a little window and say, hey, I found a different Wi-Fi network if there's one available, want to switch to that one instead. Works pretty well, they're saying, with 2.4 gigahertz versus 5 gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi networks. So we'll see how that works. Got it. And just overall, Roku is not necessarily a household name, but it's still a pretty big player in the streaming business. I mean, I don't know if you could just sort of walk us through how that's happened and how Roku has continued to thrive at a time when 
companies like Apple and Google and Amazon are making big investments in this area. Yeah, I mean, Roger, it's it's been one of those scrappy companies for years. Um, you know, they had an IPO last year, so they're doing really well. Um, uh, they're one of these companies that specializes. So they, they they always tell us when we meet with them, look, we're the streaming specialists. We're not going to branch out and, and try to make our voice assistant, you know, turn on and off lights and tell you the weather and order pizza, for example. We're going to make it so it just serves up TV shows and movies. And the other thing they do from a business perspective is they're really into advertising. So that's how they make the mo- most of their money is by selling ads either on their homepage, right there, big Roku ad that they sell, and also, you know, working with companies, actually, they they had these little buttons on their remotes that they sell to uh, third parties like Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, Hulu. They just added one to the new remote for Apple TV. So, you know, they're moving up in the world, adding, you know, these these new uh, streaming partners and, you know, working together. And, and their, their OS, their devices are really simple to use. So I think all that, that specialization, that simplicity has really worked well for, you know, we, we give them good reviews. We think they're a really solid product. And for someone looking to cut the cord, I mean, why would you choose Roku over some of the competitors? And just conversely, are, are there situations where you would want to skip Roku and maybe go with one of these others? So the latest streaming device competitor that we really like is from Google. It's the Chromecast uh, with Google TV. And Google completely revamped their operating system last year. They're calling it Google TV. It's definitely better. But the thing that it really is well implemented on that device is the voice support. So you know, I, you talk about Google Assistant. It's really, really good at recognizing your voices. Of course, it works with you know a, a third-party speakers and things like that, control the TV. And, and so if you're really into you know using your voice to do uh, control, that'll generally be a better choice than Roku. But where Roku shines is its simplicity. You know, just having that simple homepage there, just a t- bunch of apps that go right to whatever you want. That's the thing that I think is still really appealing to people. We always ask them, "You're going to revamp the homepage? You're going to add you know direct links to shows and all this stuff?" And they keep saying, "No, you know, we're we're going to stick with what works and and try and keep it simple." And so far, it's working well. Yeah, and there is something nice about having what is essentially a neutral party uh, with so many of uh, our products and devices tied to other big companies. Roku is just kind of like the Switzerland of the streaming services, right? Yeah, they, they've been doing that, although they're kind of getting a wing from it. You know, the Roku channel is their place where they're kind of promoting their own stuff. And you see ads for that all the time on a Roku device. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a channel that has a whole bunch of free ad-supported services. And they're even dabbling with adding, uh, you know, a, a, a other content to that. So they just bought Quibi, which is a streaming service that failed last year. They bought their catalog and they'll be rolling that out on the Roku channel. Uh, so we'll see how that works. And, and maybe Roku will be getting into this whole, uh, you know, making its own content play a little stronger than they have in the past. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for your time. You can check out all of our Roku coverage on Cena.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.